episode of Ask 360, where we're answering all your questions related to health, fitness, pain, injury, rehabilitation, and nutrition. Our question today comes from Ryan. So Ryan says, I've torn my ACL. I'm sorry to hear that, Ryan. And I'm not sure what to do. I've read a lot of different information and have been given some conflicting advice. What is the best way to move forward? So the ACL is basically the anterior cruciate ligament. Um, most people will know someone who has suffered this injury. Um, and if not, you will no doubt heard of sports people that have suffered this injury. Um, the reason why we hear so much about it is it is a particularly or can be a particularly de um, debilitating injury. And, and for a lot of people, it uh, requires surgery or, or in the past has required surgery. Um, it's very difficult to give generalized advice uh, over a forum like this. And I'm just going to go into a bit of explanation of why that is. Um, when we talk about management for an ACL rupture, um, we basically have two options, uh, non-operative and operative. We used to call uh, non-operative management uh, in some spaces uh, conservative management. This term has been used less in recent times because the, the term conservative implies somehow that it's uh, you know, a, a, um, an inferior form of management. Try that again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ask360, where we are answering all your questions related to health, fitness, uh, pain, rehabilitation, injury, and nutrition. Our question today comes from Ryan. So Ryan has torn his ACL. I'm very sorry to hear that, Ryan. And I'm not sure what to do. I've read a lot of different information and have been given conflicting advice. What is the best way to work, move forward? Now, a question like this is really difficult to answer over a forum such as this. Um, and I'll go into a bit of detail as to why that is. When it comes to ACL management, we have two basic options. Uh, we have operative management or surgical management, and we have non-operative management. Now, non-operative management in the past has been referred to as conservative management. However, we are, as an industry, trying to move away from this terminology because the word conservative somehow implies that it's a, a, you know, a less effective or an inferior uh, method of, of management, which for some people it is, but that's not the case for everyone. Why this is such a, a big debate and why almost every second uh, research paper in the sports medicine uh, field at the moment is concerned with ACL management is that there are strong merits and disadvantages for both. And the decision needs to be a, a very personalised one. The two big factors to consider when deciding between a surgical and a, and a non-operative management are the current function of the knee and the future function of the knee. So when we talk about current function of the knee, we need to ensure that the knee can undergo the, um, the, 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 the demands of the activities that the, the person wants to participate in and can hold up to, to the sort of stress of, of those activities. We talk about the future function, <clears throat> we want to preserve knee health for as long as possible. Um, 
at the moment, for both those outcomes, um, there is uh, conflicting information. And, and that's why it is difficult when you are reading information that's based on uh, homogeneous populations. So when we look at the outcomes of studies, they're the average outcomes of a number of different people. But the decision needs to be, as I said, a very individualized one. Um, the future function of the knee, we're concerned primarily with degeneration of the, the cartilage uh, or um, osteoarthritis. The way it stands at the moment, if you, whether or not you have a, a surgical intervention or you manage the condition non-operatively, the chances are that you are going to have an earlier onset of osteoarthritis and that may be accompanied by joint-related knee pain in the future. At the moment, we're still not sure which is the best approach in terms of decreasing the likelihood of osteoarthritis. So the thought is that once you go in and invade a joint to uh, reconstruct the ligament, that in itself speeds up the process of degeneration. However, if you leave the, uh, the knee in an ACL deficient state, the increased instability or decreased stability of the joint will then lead to increased stress on the cartilage and, and the other structures around the knee and again um, speed up the, the process of deterioration. So in terms of the long-term uh, outlook, we don't know at the moment which is the superior um, uh, management plan. When it comes to the current function of the knee, um, when deciding uh, which, which route to take, we need to uh, take into account uh, several things. The first is the activity demands of the person. So if you are planning on returning to what we would call some general fitness, so that may be you know, lifting weights, running, you know, participating in, in boot camp type classes, then often we can get by without uh, an ACL. So those tasks are generally sort of straight line tasks. They don't involve a lot of maneuvering, sort of twisting side to side. And in a lot of cases, they don't require a response to external stimuli. So you're not reacting to uh, someone trying to tackle you or, um, or someone uh, trying to kick or throw a ball at you. Um, so those type of activities can often be um, performed with, without an ACL. Even skiing, um, which does require some side-to-side -side and, and rotational movement, with the appropriate bracing, uh, can be performed with an ACL-deficient knee. Um, the type of activities that are difficult to restore function to uh, are those sort of field sports. So activities where you are having to change direction, cast and weave, and where you're having to uh, you know, react to um, usually a, a second party. So if you're playing field sports and you're having to re react to the opposition, then that type of activity is, is diff more difficult to perform without an ACL. It's not impossible, but it certainly is more difficult. Um, the other things, uh, the demands on the person may include time. So if you are going to go down the surgical route, you've got to understand that that includes you know, time in hospital, you know, potentially time away from work, from family. Um, and you know, if you recover from the acute stages of uh, an ACL, 
you're then having to go back into surgery and, and you know, put yourself back into more of an acute state. So that needs to be taken into account. We need to consider concomitant pathology. So that basically means uh, other uh, damage to the knee. So that may be uh, cartilage damage, it may be meniscus damage at the time of, uh, of injury, and it may be damage to other ligaments, such as the, the posterior cruciate ligament or the medial ligament. The more ligaments you tear, the less stable than the knee is. And so whilst we may be able to function with uh, without the ACL, if we're then missing a, a MCL as well, and through conservative management, we're not able to restore the full function of that MCL, you know, then uh, that creates more instability in the knee and makes it less likely to have a successful non-operative outcome. Uh, body type, and specifically generalized uh, hypermobility. So there's some people that um, have very you know, stiff bodies and very stiff joints. And those people in our experience tend to do better um, than people who are, are more lax. And often if we're assessing a knee, even if we establish through our assessment that the ACL is deficient, we can feel other structures around the knee that are quite stiff and are likely to provide that, that passive um, uh, that passive restraint or passive stability. And, and so we can often get a feel when we first assess someone um, whether they're going to do well with the, without the, uh, the ligament present. Someone's early presentation, if you are experiencing a lot of uh, what we call giving way, so you go to move or you go to put weight on the knee and it basically buckles, then uh, that's also a sign that non-operative management is less likely to be effective. And then the other thing to consider is your beliefs. And so this may not come out until later on in, in the process, but if you are um, set in the belief that there is you know, something very important in your knee that is no longer there, that has an important role and it's, um, that role hasn't been taken over, then you are likely to have you know, a strong lack of confidence in the knee. And that is likely to um, impede your you know, rehabilitation and your progress going forward. Those beliefs can be changed to a certain degree, but uh, there's certainly been cases where someone has worked hard on their strength. They've developed a certain uh, degree of control and stability. However, they, they just don't trust the knee and, and that lack of trust um, is related to their beliefs. For those people, the surgery, maybe a better option. So as you can see, uh, it's a very individualized thing and, and I wouldn't give generalized information, even though the studies that we have are quite generalized because they're conducted in, in large populations, it's still a very uh, individualized thing. And, and uh, if you have had a, an ACL rupture, it's best to um, seek advice from someone who understands all the aspects that we've just discussed and takes into consideration all those aspects when providing their advice. So Ryan, I hope that's helpful. Um, as always, we're, we're happy to, to, to speak and, uh, and give more personalized advice um, and, uh, and, and guide you on, on the best path forward. So thank you again for your question, Ryan, uh, and thank you everyone for listening and we'll look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of Ask360.